This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Chen. Hi! Hey! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. My name's Nick, and I'm your host. Uh, where has summer gone? Oh, my gosh. We're all the way, like, two-thirds of the way through summer. Uh, lots of stuff happening in the farmer's market. We got a San Diego restaurant week coming up uh, Coming up in September. We're already starting to see signs for that out and about in the city. Um, lots of stuff happening in the market. We got Joe Herman in today. And then later on, we're going to get Matt from Trident Coffee in here. So stay tuned for that. I know that's uh, Trident Coffee is a favorite of a lot of the chefs who uh, shop at Specialty Produce. So it's a great opportunity to talk to him about his product. But yeah. like we do every week... We're going to kick it off with Joe Herman in the Farmer's Market Report. What do you got, Joe? Hey. Well, we're heavily into summer here now. Yeah. Like you said, uh, really interesting. Um, figs are finally really making their their move into the market. We're, mm-hmm. we're, seeing them, we're seeing them down here in San Diego also. So really good to see that. Our good friends up, uh, our good friend Ann Atkins up at Rancho La Paz de Mi Corazon. Yeah, that's like one of your favorite farms. You'd love talking about that place. She's awesome. Yeah. And she picks pristine product, the best, fair, that, fair prices. And that's that's so cool. For people who don't know, like one of the things you actually do is you develop these personal relationships with these farmers. And so you're talking to them, gathering knowledge from them, talking about their products. And she, like last season, took you up to the farm and you like hung out and talked figs with her like, you know, for a whole afternoon and checked out all the farms. And that's why you're so passionate about that one, right? Yeah, she does. Uh, and then she also does kumquats, uh, cherimoya. But she's she takes so much pride in just picking the best. And everything's got to be pristine. She doesn't even offer the seconds, which we're trying to get her to do because they're good for jams and stuff like that. Sure. But I mean, you know, I, every now and then I start talking to chefs about like, you know, I feel, believe that food comes from a good place. And like, you know, I feel like the attitudes of your cooks, the attitudes of the chef, if they're all positive people, I feel like that reflects in the food. And, you know, even taking it a step further, having a you know, meeting these farmers that are so passionate about providing the absolute best example of what they can do. It's just such a cool thing to see people's enthusiasm like that, you know? Right. And, you know, again, those figs are just made with love, They're right? Dynamite, like, yeah. What's the name of the, the name of the, so, the ranch? Yeah, she has is... two varieties she does. She just does, uh, it's called a Fallbrook Black Beauty, which uh-huh. is just a variety of a Black Mission fig. Uh, it's, they're just great, though. And then she does, like, a, you know, a panache fig, a, a variegated. And, she just picks them when they're ready. And yeah. timing is like the essential ingredient in that. So she knows when they're ready. Her guys know when they're ready. And they just she wants the chefs to have the best possible ingredients to put on their plate. Yeah. She that so they they say, Hey, we got our figs here and everyone's proud to get their figs from her. Yeah. Figs are so special too. I mean yes. just like again, it's one of those things where delicacy is the thing. So, like, if you're getting into situations where they're transported halfway across the globe or halfway – even just all the way from, you know, other ends of the state here, getting right. these local ones that are grown to perfection and then that patience to pull them off the tree when they're just, like, mm-hmm. you know, super delicious. It's, right. It's really crazy. And, you know, we've gotten – the weather's been uh, – everything's kind of a month behind, but the weather's been – kind yeah. we haven't had the heat that we had last year which kind of like took its toll on everything and shortened the season quite a bit 
And so figs are like another one of those fruits that have like a starchy quality to them when they're underripe. And they kind of get like – and then that starch is really what's developing into those sugars mm-hmm. on the tree. So when right. you get so when you get these ones that are getting picked just to the perfect timing, there's right. no starch in them and they're all sugar. And all, that's what just yeah. makes it A, super delicate, but B, like the bee's knees, right? Right. When it's just – you know, raspberry jam on the inside. Yeah. You're just like, what the, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Crazy <laughs> yeah. So, that, you know, definitely something uh, for all you chefs out there and just, you know, people who are super into food. Uh, the fig season in, in here in Southern California is absolutely a special one. And uh, so we're just hitting it now. Go in, go out right. and come to Specialty Produce, dive into that farmer's market cooler right. and check out the beautiful stuff. Yeah. What else you got, Joe? So, you know, uh, we're starting to see the later items that come in just at the end of the summer, apples, uh, Asian pears are, are peeking in. So that's kind of cool. And we're starting to see a lot of the hard winter squashes, kabocha, butternuts, the sunshine kabocha also, the red curries. So everything's kind of peeking its head in. So super cool. It's cool. It's like, oh, yeah, this is around the corner. As soon as it cools down, we'll... What about, I know one of the uh, squashes, it's like kind of a winter squash, but I know it's a super limited availability, the honey nut. Have you seen any of those yet? Yeah, the honey nut is from uh, Row 7 Seeds. That's Dan Barber and company. And they're from uh, Dan Barber's uh, Blue Hill at Stone Barns in New York. So he's, Dan Barber's a pretty famous chef on Chef's Table and all that. Yeah, They're on their, I was just up at Girl and Doug Farms and I was talking to Aaron up there. He's the farmer and he works with Row 7 so honey nut, you're going to see that from everybody probably this year because it's kind of like it's been around for a few years. So everyone, mm-hmm. the seeds are they're still selling them; they're still available. But they're on like the fourth transition of that squash to, and I'm not sure what it's called now. I think somewhere in, in the ballpark of honey nut, right? But it's uh, they're just refining it and refining it and refining it and just making it sweeter, texturally. I'm sure it's better that kind of thing. So cool, but we'll uh, see that soon then. Yeah, we're going to see that. We're going to see that from Girl and Doug. And um, Cool. Yeah, they're beautiful. A little, uh, the size of your hand. Yeah. Little bu- mini butternut squashes. Just and tinier seed, seed pocket. But then again, yes. it's the sugar content mm-hmm. that we're really impressed with. The, right. That and variety, just right? the flavor, just developing the best flavor. That's what these guys do. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Well, awesome stuff coming out of the farmer's market then. Uh, and then just all the other summer staples. Stone yeah. fruit going strong. Stone fruits. Peppers. You know, Stone fruit, we're, you know, some of the orchards are coming to an end. Uh, the peppers are still killing it. Tomatoes are just in full swing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got tomatoes. Uh, well, the eggplants and the summer squash. Summer squash is kind of like maybe going out a little bit, but yeah. uh, eggplants are still strong. Now, is that smaller summer squash going to start to start disappearing, like the baby mixes? and the, Or are they is just like from a maturity standpoint? Or? Right. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, the weather. A lot of where these farms are, man, I mean, you know, some it's like it's over 100 degrees. Yeah, they're getting places, blasted. So they're, getting, heat. they're getting blasted, so it's just not holding up as well. But we have some local farms, like we have Daquisto Farm that's down Escondido near us, and he he's still pumping out really good squash. So, you know, the weather has been kind to us here, I think. As far as we got, we're getting cool nights now and we're getting the, the, the hot days. So good for tomatoes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Joe, thank you so much for sharing all that awesome knowledge about the farmer's market report. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be right back with some Trident coffee. Stay tuned.
All right, everybody, welcome back. We are super excited today to have Matt Johnson of Trident Coffee, uh, the local San Diego company. Um, lots of awesome. <laughs> Can we start that one again? Oh, we're on live. Never mind, huh? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Matt Johnson, owner, head brewer, master brewer of Trident Coffee. Welcome to the Dine Local San Diego podcast. No, oh, thank you, Nick. Happy to be here. So. Uh, you know, first of all, I know a lot of our chefs are super interested in your coffee because we give them out on the regular on that farmer's market truck, and they're all hooked. Like, you know, this is the good stuff. Um, no, I love that. That's... Like, and, and so cold brew in the cans is how I've been able to taste your stuff. Now, cold brew is like kind of your main thing, right? Absolutely. It's actually what we focus on. And actually, even at our coffee shops, our tasting room, that's all we do is, um, is our cold brews. Uh, we serve them hot. There's a couple different ways that we've been able to uh, incorporate and that make that hot, but um, different varieties, different regions, different origins, different roasts, but they're all cold brew, and they all come off on nitro or off the uh, just we'll just pour it kind of flat. So let's talk a little bit about cold brew. Yeah. What's the differences in between cold brew and regular brew, and why would you make a cold brew hot? Yeah, so I, I think it's kind of one of those things like when you really start thinking about you know how you've traditionally had coffee, um, espresso, pour overs. Um, introducing that hot water to your coffee, you know, and, and allowing it to basically steep and sit for either a few seconds or a few minutes. Um, you're, you're getting a faster extraction time off of your coffee, but you're also pulling off a little bit more of the acidity and certain oils off of the coffee that with cold brew, you've, you're getting away from that. Mm -hmm. uh, for allowing the coffee to steep in cold water for hours, um, you're pulling more flavor, you're pulling a lot more caffeine, but you're also pulling a lot less acidity at the end of the day. So it's not going to upset your stomach as much, but you're going to get a lot more of that full flavor, that full body, and that, uh, and that more caffeine, like in, you would like an espresso. So let's talk about a little bit more about your company. When we say it's a local company, what does that mean to you? It means a lot to um, me. It's, uh, I'm born and raised here. I'm actually third generation San Diegan. Um, so me and my brother, when we started this back in 2015, was... Uh, we sought out and started sourcing, um, you know, going and doing trips and, and meeting with the families and the farmers uh, that were growing these coffees. And we wanted to bring them back, uh, roast them here in San Diego. And then, you know, we've been doing all of our own brewing. And, and I, we didn't always start off with the cans, but we kind of wanted – that was the direction we wanted to go. They're a lot more mobile. They don't break as much as glass. Um, but being able to um, – bring that, that local feel here to San Diego. I mean, this is one of the things that um, I'm really big on that, even to where I shop or um, for our cafes, we always look for local produce, local product. Um, so it just, it helps supporting your community. It helps supporting um, the people around you. And, and it's a big thing for us, for sure. So you touched on it real quick. Now you're doing all of your roasting. Mm -hmm. You're doing all of your brewing. Yes. You're doing all of your bottling. Canning. Yeah. So it, when we say it's a local company, that means like all those are happening here, right? Well, definitely. I mean, we looked into, um, you know, either like co-packers or, you know, mobile canning um, uh, at particular times. But the ability to have everything under one roof, uh, to control everything, and, and that way be able to, um, you know, if we wanted to run different specials or put different uh, – um, coffees into a can or into a keg we were able to do that uh also too it just kind of builds more to our story yeah we do a lot of things pretty much everything in-house uh roasting was a big one um we like being able to keep that consistent uh we have our roaster set up at our imperial beach um warehouse we do yeah for there we'll do all of our own brewing um and extracting and then we either put it into cans or into kegs 
So let's talk about the brick and mortar locations now. Where where can we find those? I know that there's an incredible one out on the Shelter Island. Yeah, we just opened that one back in. Um, that's on uh, Harbor Island, and Harbor, we opened there at the end of uh, April. Um, really nice. It's in part of the uh, the Sun Road Marina, so very close to Costera Island Prime uh, Sea Level Lounge. Uh, we're actually just the very next spot before you hit there at the end of Harbor Island, but. Um, so that's a little bit more of a cafe. We have some different sandwiches, uh, acai bowls. Um, we're looking to expand. We've also been making a lot of more uh, grain-free, uh, all-natural ingredient donuts, uh, incorporating some of our MCT oil in the donuts as well as different collagen proteins. Um, kind of really having fun with that. So, you know, obviously it just made sense for us, coffee, donuts, pastries, those kind of things. So, uh, but our, our main brick-and-mortar location that we opened in 2017 is down in Imperial Beach, Mm-hmm. Um, that was where my father, uh, was from cause his dad was, uh, my grandfather was in the, uh, was in the Navy. So, uh, my, um, aunts, uncles, cousins all came out on IB. And if you haven't got a chance to visit IB or be down there, it's been really a great, uh, a lot of, uh, new stops are, are going up. There's Brigantine now, it's, uh, C-180, uh, Mike has just opened up a kind of a brewery tap room along with City Taco. So it's been just a fun environment, yeah. uh, down there. And we got in there a little early. Uh, we're actually, I think our location is in, it's called Bikeway Village, which is off of 13th Street, off there off of Palm. But um, great view, uh, great kind of community. A lot of people come off the bike path, and uh, that's where we have a lot of our, I think we have about 16 different cold brews all coming off uh, the taps, all coming off on Nitro. So it's kind of given a chance to kind of show, showcase some of our different coffees and our varieties. Totally. Yeah. So you started to touch on it a little bit. I know one of the big things in your guys' thing is MCT oil. So the blue cans are just a straight cold brew. The white cans are the ones infused with that MCT oil. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to that. What is MCT oil? As I know, I, we, we started to touch on it a little bit before we got on air here, and I was pulled away, and I kind of got lost. So help yeah, me understand MCT yeah, it's, oil. Yeah, MCT oil is really one of our a great ones to be able to take um, and emulsify it and so that it will stay mixed within the coffee and the cold brew. Um, it stands for medium chain triglyceride. It's the uh, particular fat um, isolated. It's usually it's from coconuts, from palm fruits. Um, ours is from uh, all sustainably grown uh, coconuts. Um, but the, the CT8, the CT10 fats that are found in the MCT oil that we source uh, – Basically, very easy to on your body, on your liver to process, digest, metabolize into energy. So along with just having the caffeine of coffee, you're going to have actual energy that your body and your brain can use to, so you can be at your best throughout your day mm-hmm. and without really crashing or fatiguing. Yeah, so it really is breakfast in a can. Yeah. Yeah, that's one, one of my uh, favorite go-tos in the morning. Um, just having a busy uh, lifestyle and, and just always kind of being on the go. Uh, cracking one of those, starting my day, I really won't start to, you know, need to like, you know, have something else to eat. So these are about one o'clock. And, um, so it's definitely also too, for, um, people that are in a more of a bulletproof style lifestyle or keto paleo, uh, putting your body in kind of that ketosis, um, that definitely does help with that particular fat, but found that, um, those really good, healthy fats, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's what really, what you're that, that energy that your brain really functions on and needs to, to be at its best. Super cool. So what's next for Trident Coffee? Uh, we've been actually uh, – we we're always seem to be grinding and working on new things. We've Grinding. Been, yeah, <laughs> and our coffee and ourselves as well. It's, uh, but it's, it's part of you – know, I, was, I was in the restaurant industry here in San Diego. A lot of, worked with a lot of amazing chefs, uh, worked at a lot of great restaurants since I was about 16. So got to work with uh, Carl Schroeder, um, 
great chef, obviously a, a very local known chef growing up in La Jolla, but worked with him when I was 16 at Mr. A's, followed him up to Artera, uh, worked with Josh McGinnis at Prego, along with actually one of the reps here, Mike Reed, was my sous chef <laughs> at, at Prego. So just getting into that community and and kind of getting to work with some amazing chefs really inspired me of like just the craft side of like really um, knowing your product, working with the best, sourcing the best. Yeah. And, and so that when we were carrying that on with with Trident, was that was what we really wanted to focus on was you know having that transparency. Like there, we want you to kind of like ask us and know like what's behind the curtain, so to speak. You know, we want you know, like this is we show pictures of like hey, this is where your coffee is being yeah. grown. This is the family that you're supporting. This is. Um, really like what's in our can and we we know that from start to kind of finish so what's kind of working for us for what we want to continue to work on is building the the ambrotos um it's more of a we do different varieties we have like three right now we have one that has like um it's a hemp oil we have one that has collagen protein uh we're working on other ones that have some more superfoods um and then just kind of working on uh um opening up possibly like another more brewing location uh, we've been looking at some different spots but um just kind of keep uh keep kind of working on showcasing some of these amazing coffees um the families that spend their livelihood growing them the farmers and giving back to them and just putting out a, the best product we can um i i know the can is has been very well for us but i also like to kind of kind of work more towards uh you know like more the the bottling side just uh either our concentrates again our um some of our single origin ones just in the actual glass bottles. Super cool. And getting back to that. You know, just, just hearing you talk and, uh, or hearing you talk and talk about your history and how that kind of affected you. You know, I feel like you've realized something that great chefs always realize, and that is quality always sells. Mm -hmm. And if you put, you know, passion and great intentions, quality sourcing and dedicate yourself to producing the best product you can sell. A lot of times the business takes care of itself the rest of the way. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> and, uh, but just congratulations to you and oh, for you. having that vision and, you know, such an incredible, incredible product. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for your support, having us on here to be able to talk about it. Um, it's definitely something that's something I'm very, very excited about and been very, very passionate about and been able to kind of, kind of, Bring that to, uh, to yeah, loving the fact that too that chefs are really kind of getting a chance to try this and, and getting it through their days. Totally, yeah. it, it's a lifesaver for a lot of chefs out there. I definitely can attest to that. Awesome, guys. That's going to do it for us on this week of uh, the Dine Local San Diego podcast. Make sure you go to San Diego dot com to start making your reservations for the upcoming restaurant week starting in September. Uh, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.